podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the West Ham Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And he's gone. After all of that drama, all of that wind-up, which started back in January, you're finally shot of Marco Arnautovic. Good news, bad news, pleased to see the back of him. Go on, James. I'm, <laughs> more, I'm more pleased, to be honest, that we're back together. I was going to say, be I mean, before, we get, before we get into rant mode, it's nice to have the gang back together. It's, uh, it's good to have you back, Will. Remember, it's been two weeks, two long weeks. Two weeks. You've out- forgotten, by the way, that when the band wasn't back together, he was here calling you Deadwood live on the radio. Yeah, I've forgiven him for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Absence makes the heart grow fonder. To be fair, I'd that. actually forgotten until that very moment you just mentioned it, but I've forgiven for that, but you know, you've just I've got over Glastonbury. Just about, yeah. I think yesterday was the first time I started feeling a little bit more normal again. Good. And uh, yeah, just a tirade of transfer news to get me back into the into the real world. Nice. But, yeah, no, I've missed you, James. You know, I've missed you really no, deadwood or not <laughs> thanks mate thanks mate okay rant mode right uh, I'm, I'm delighted that arnie's gone uh you know, i'm not even gonna call him arnie anymore i won't give him the i won't give him the satisfaction of me giving him a nickname uh on outreach he's gone and i'm pleased about it because the last thing west Ham needed in this in this transitional period which i, th- I still think it is a trans- transitional period and the pellegrini who's dir- uh, director of football um, and you know we played some good football last year uh, with a new stadium finally feeling as if it's beginning to feel a little bit like home and then you've got a player like that who's throwing his toys out the pram because he wants to go to China um, his brother who was a, was a real a real bad influence on, on the whole thing uh, but to give him a pay rise in January and then to say I'm back and then not score for five months and then score three in his last two and then leave I mean who do you think we are? I mean, I want I want players to play for West Ham United to show a little bit more respect. Like, if you want to leave, okay, say say to the owners, like Chicharito's done at the moment, he's gone, I'd quite like to leave. Um, you know, I feel as if my time is done. But if I end up staying, I'm happy about it. And he's, he's not forced to move. He's gone, it looks like he's going to stay. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. But it looks like he's going to end up staying for another year. That is the behaviour that you want to see from from a player that sh- should know better than that, really. And I've just I've, I've washed my hands of him. You know what? And this whole situation, I've been semi pragmatic about Arnautovic because, and for the simple reason that he's put the ball in the net for the majority of time he's been at the club. That's and we've had so many players before. I'm talking Di Michele, I'm talking Elan, Kepa Blanco, Gokan Torre, Sofia Fagouli. Quite good. I liked him. We've had so many players who've pulled on a West Ham shirt and have deserved to get paid absolutely nothing. Whereas Arnautovic, all right, you know, he's not the we we also knew what we were getting. We knew what we were getting. That's how he came to us. It feels a little bit like when you start going out with someone who's cheated on someone else to be with you and then you're surprised when they do the same thing to you. So there is a little bit of that. (laughs) But on the whole, he put the ball in the net for the most of the time he went to West Ham. However, I do agree, even for me, pragmatic William Pugh over here, the stuff 
after January, getting the extra money and then saying, oh, I'm back and then just doing it again in the summer. That's even too much for me, to be honest. Well, one man who was rather more popular when pulling on a West Ham shirt was Martin Allen, Love Sport's very own. I'm delighted to say joins us on the line now. Evening, Martin. Thanks for joining us. What's your take on Arnautovic? If you were West Ham gaffer, would you have been driving him to China yourself? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh, God. I saw him play, um, what, 18 months ago, and I thought, oh, my God, what an amazing player. He was one of the best players I've ever seen in a West Ham shirt. He was amazing. He was fearless. He was leading that team playing centre-forward under David Moyes. He was outstanding. And then all these things come up about a Chinese takeaway. And <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, his game, it was like a completely different person, a completely different player. He was lost. He lost interest in everything. And the crowd rightly turned on him. The manager would have been absolutely tearing his hair out and his teammates would have been absolutely livid with him. This deal is the best thing that could possibly happen to get him out of the door early, to give West Ham a chance to early get in and get a replacement of a positive replacement in that's an ambulance, not a police car. I was about to say that. <laughs> Finally catching up with you, Martin. No, um, yeah, I've just hiding under my car. Martin. No, uh, no, the best thing to happen is to get shot of him. Martin, I totally agree with you. He's obviously a bad egg, and he has been for some time, probably since the January thing. And whilst I do think that in any profession, if, if someone offers you four times as much money to go and do the same thing pro- for probably less pressure then, you know, I, I, I think no problem at all turning your head. Do you, have you got any, is there any part of you that thinks because, like you said then, he was one of the best players you've ever seen in a West Ham shirt, because he did do that for, I would say, the majority of the time that he pulled on a West Ham shirt, all right, it's not ended well at all, but because of what he did in a West Ham shirt for so long, and he did actually try for a lot of games, and he did put the ball in the net, and he was our, by far our best player for some time when no one else yeah. was doing anything. Do you think that buys him a little bit of more favour with you, or not so much? No. No, I, don't, I think the way he's conducted himself and the way he's behaved and sulked, and uh, no, I don't, I don't agree that. I, I, if Zaha doesn't get his move from Crystal Palace that he wants to Arsenal... I, I can fully expect Wilfred Zaha will give 110% to Crystal Palace and he will run himself into the ground and he will do everything he can to get wins for Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, fully agree. The big question. Anatovic, he would give nothing. No, I think you're and right. He would give nothing. Well, he did, absolutely, towards the end of last year. Do West Ham now need another striker or can you rely on Chikorito? No, he's a goal scorer in the last, he plays in the last final third. He's not, uh, he's not going to win your games and play in a good team. Or win any headers. That sub that you put on and uh, he'll nick you a goal when you're dominating a game and it's 1-1 with 15 minutes to go. You put him on and he'll get you a goal. He's not the centre forward. He wasn't at Manchester United. He's one of them that comes on and does his little bit when he needs to. He's not your reliable centre forward in the, if I was them at West Ham, I'd go for that Diego Costa at Atletico Madrid mm. and get him back to London 
and let let that warrior out into the London Stadium and let him lead the line. I would love him to be going to West Ham. He's always going to be in trouble, but even if it's a good year from him, yeah, I'd have him back. <laughs> but, Martin, what do you think of the way that um, West Ham have... Have dealt with the departure of Arnautovic. I mean, I said I said on uh, on this show last week that you know it's, it's about time that West Ham stopped going for these players that have the have the potential to to really turn their back on the club and and, and show a lot of disrespect as Arnautovic has done as Payet did a couple of years ago. Um, How do you? I mean, the club was quite brutal in the uh, in the the statement they put out. Didn't wish him good luck, which they they tend to do quite professionally with other players that leave. Uh, how do you think the club's dealt with this? Because the club has come under a lot of pressure and a lot of stick over the last few years in terms of their transfer dealings. Well, it was um, it was a brutal statement, but I don't think the player would be one bit bothered. No. <laughs> I totally I think, agree. Uh, Definitely not. I think it uh, fitted in really to the supporters' point of view, and I think the supporters realise how uh, unhappy the, uh, the the owners. And the manager are with his uh, the way he's conducted himself and looked after himself. It's, it's just appalling. It's appalling mm. uh, what he's done. Um, but for me, it's draw the line under him now. And the most important topic of conversation wouldn't be what the statement was like. The important topic of conversation is who's going to take his place, who's coming in, because we do need someone quick. Absolutely, and it's got to be a good one. Yeah, it's, got to be a good one. it's got to be a top one. Martin, thanks ever so much for your time. Lovely to chat to you. Martin Allen there, loved by all at West Ham, which is not something we can say about Marco Arnautovic. What happens now? He's gone. We're, we're washing our hands of him. Where do you go? I think that's that's the thing now. It's so refreshing. It's just, it's, it's done. It's behind him and or it's behind us. And I think the club, I, I saw, we'll, we'll touch on it a bit later on, the squad announcement for the trip to China and who's gone out there. And honestly, we, it, we, it was funny because they threw a load of midfielders into the attacking positions to make it look like <laughs> they've actually got someone to play up front. But on the on the whole, that is an outstanding squad we've got there. It is if a strong you just, squad. If you just bin all the centre-forwards off. So I think because of that, you know, there's still a lot of time left to go in the window. And it is easy. I was saying to James before the show that this has fallen at a bad time for someone with my West Ham United temperament in that, I try and look at the bigger picture and step back and try and not go with the roller coaster of up and down emotions that is the transfer window or any week being a West Ham fan. But I just think we've we've got such a decent squad there. If we can bag two decent strikers and it doesn't need to be two and they do both need to be ready and willing to lead a Premier League top half team forward line every week. We need that. But if we've got that, we are in the best position our club has been in, in my opinion, for decades. No, I think we are. And no, I don't disagree with you. I think if you look at it on paper, and I mean, I, I thought the exact same thing when I looked at that squad list away, uh, going over to China. Um, I'm surprised just for Bant they didn't put on Outwich on there because he's on his way over there as well. <laughs> just stick him on there. You know, you've got to fill a few gaps for the forwards, you know, stick him in. Um but no, on paper, it, it is a really good squad. Okay, we're a little bit light out front at the moment. But as I said to you before the show, Will, that there's a lot of goals in that midfield. You know, Fornaus has got goals. And we saw him in, for Spain in the under 21 Euros in the summer. And he's done it for Villarreal. Um, you know, Lanzini can, can net 10 a season, you know, when he's on his game. 
Noble gets at least five penalties, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and Declan Rice will pop up with the odd header every now and then. Yarmolenko's capable. He's back Anderson, fit now. Antonio. Anderson, yep. Antonio, Snodgrass. They're all goal scorers. They're all goal scoring midfielders, barring Rice, but you know, it, it will nick one or two. Um, so we've got goals. We just need someone in the box who can who can put the ball away when we put it in there. And and for me, I mean, the big one, I, I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit more later, but Chicharito getting that number nine shirt today and him saying, it's like, you know, look at me like a new signing. For me, that's a statement. For me, that, that's a way of him going, you know, I'm not leaving this summer and I want to help this, I want to help this football club. And I think that's a really, really positive thing to look at. No, that's, that's him going, oh, I've just had a baby actually and it's going to be a right aggravation for me to move house. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll have number nine, but end, I'll, end I'll, st- cynic, I'll stay yeah. right. Honestly, yeah. the, I mean, we will cover Hernandez a bit later on, but the reaction on Twitter to that and some people saying, oh, he doesn't become a bad striker overnight. I can't hack it, but sorry, Johnny. No, that's all right. I was, I was going to ask a question, which we'll save for later in the show, which is, it was interesting to hear Martin Allen's response to Chikorito. Now, he's a goal scorer. He plays the last third of the game. He's not going to win you matches. He's got this perception as a poacher, as a super sub, but I don't see why he couldn't start games. We'll come on to that later in the show. And coming up, you're after a replacement. You're after Maxi Gomez. He's dangerous. He's Uruguayan, but he's walking in the mountains and no one's got his phone number. See you in a bit. This is Love Sport. With Arnautovic gone, West Ham have identified a potential replacement. He's called Maxi Gomez. Plays for Celta Vigo, plays for the Uruguay national team. He's dangerous in front of goal, quick, strong. But he's currently hiking in the Uruguayan mountains and is apparently without phone signal, which is making it very, very easy for Valencia, Barcelona and West Ham to fight over his signing. First of all... Do we believe that that's where he is? Nah, this is, it's all a ploy, Johnny. I mean, he's having been to the Uruguayan mountains myself, I can confirm that the signal is absolutely fine. <laughs> Therefore, the only conclusion I can logically draw is that he's having second thoughts about going to Valencia. He's using the lack of signal as an excuse, because really, who's been to Uruguay these days? Mm. He's just sitting there talking to his mates and going, you know what, actually, look, have you seen the team list they sent out for their squad to China I'm, I'm walking into that team yeah, every his week. signal's actually so good that he's streaming <laughs> West Ham highlights from last year but in 1080p exactly yeah I think he's doing that and therefore I think he's having a little bit of a change of heart if only that were actually true though see I've got a different take on this I've got a different take naturally mm. yeah, we never agree we? Yeah. never agree so I, I'm not even bothered bothered <laughs> I literally don't care face Face yeah, bothered. Face bothered. Like I don't. Like let's 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 have it right. We we didn't know who this guy was seven months ago. We didn't know who he was until we got linked with him in January. We we're like, oh, this guy plays in Spain, scores a few goals for Celta Vigo. Must be good. Everyone goes, oh, he's the new Suarez. The new Suarez must yep. be good. Oh, he's got to be brilliant. Scored a goal against Barcelona once. Must be good. Like, come on. Like he's not a massive name. He didn't. I don't think he played a minute for Uruguay in the Copa America. Or if if he did, he, he was a bench player. Like this, this is. I I I'm convinced now that we may have missed. A, we may have just dodged a bullet here. I know it's conjecture. I know that we you know we don't really know. He might rock up at Valencia and bang in thirty goals, and we'll be we'll be ruining our opportunity. But I know I I genuinely think that this isn't 
as bad as we, we, we think it is. Okay, it's gone on a little bit too long, and I'm a little bit annoyed about how this whole saga's gone on a little bit too long because we've now only got a month to bring in another striker. Apparently, news is broken today that we may have found that striker already in Sebastian Haller. But like, it's, it's taken way too long for us to haggle over a release clause and how we pay that money back and knowing that the league I want a full release clause it's in their terms and conditions it's the way they run their league um, and we've we, we, we potentially have missed the boat bearing in okay, mind we were interested in January as well weren't we they knew that we were going to come back from him this yeah month. that's it yeah. they knew um, and they had six months really to get a deal in place um, I know that there was an R in okay if they go down his, his, his release clause cuts in half they they stayed up he helped them do that they wanted the 45 million quid but the way I see it it's just pay the 45 million quid pay it up front you're telling me a Premier League football club hasn't got 45 million quid up front it's just lying about in the back in the back in the sofa we, look, we get under 90 million pound a year in Sky Money alright like, all we've right. got enough all money right. to pay for it ok you're very very wealthy with that in mind did you get a bit annoyed by the club going you can have the money but in 10p instalments over a 10,000-year period. Because it was point, a bit Johnny. Arsene Wenger. That's my exact point. We've got the money to pay it for... Everyone goes, oh, we only got £30 million to spend this summer. No, that's rubbish. We've got more money than that. We're a Premier League football club. We have been, what, for the last, what, six, seven years we've been in the Premier League. We've got all that Sky money. We've got all that TV money to be able to throw... Look, if Wolves can do it, we can do it. We've got um, to pay £2 million quid for the stadium rent like, every year, remember? Yeah, I mean, exactly. If anything, we've got more money than most other clubs. Like, we can pay that money up front, but for some reason, we, we've haggled and it's cost us a striker. A lot of people are seeing it as a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. We, we didn't know anything about this guy seven or eight months ago, and now we're, we're, you know, we're annoyed that we haven't signed him. Let's move on to the next player. Sebastian Haller, next West Ham legend. I must just quickly say, though, I, to, on the whole, I do agree with what you're saying. I do th- at least the club matched the valuation in the end, and there is a bit of gamesmanship. The four nails deal is one in instalments as well. We've got to remember that. So these these it's deals the way do clubs happen. Do business these yeah, days. exactly. Yeah, so I don't think you can be too hard on the club for attempting to get the best deal, including the payment structure that they can. You can attempt it, but when you realise that it's not going to work, you just got to pay the money. Just pay the money. But they they did, didn't they? To be fair, they eventually said that maybe it's a little bit too late, and we might have lost out on him. But you know, what, at the end of the day, it still looks like it's going to come down to Gomez's decision. We 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 got our hat in the ring eventually, didn't we? But tweet of the week that I've uh, that I read this week was a tweet from a West Ham fan just saying after with the instalment news saying right I'm just nipping down to the club store now to buy my sixty pound replica shirt for the season and I'm going to pay a fiver a month from now until next July. <laughs> Uh, fair play. Yeah, I, I don't think they accepted it though. So but that is a good point, isn't it? Because if you walked into the club shop and said, "All right, lads, call it a fiver a month," they would go, "No, that's the price tag." And that's all Celta Vega have done. When he's got a release clause going, "We'll give you that amount, but in four years' time," it's very much not how it works. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people are forgetting now that uh, if if he does end up at Valencia, um, apparently we offered him. X amount a week. I don't know what the the actual figure was, but it was twenty grand more a week than what Valencia are offering. Um, and he's gone. Do you know what? I'd rather stay in Spain. Um, so and play we, Champions League and play Champions League football for twenty grand less a week. And when I heard that, and when I read that that report, I thought, well, okay, we we can moan about the club taking too long to get a deal over the line as as, as much as we want. But in the, the day, it's, it's it's always down to the player. Any transfer deal in the world is always down to the player. Um, and he's gone, oh, I don't really care about the money. I want to stay in Spain. I'm settled in Spain. The lifestyle in Spain is definitely... I mean, where would you rather be, Valencia or Stratford? Like, 
Stratford, Stratford honestly, of course. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I love London, but I'd rather be in Valencia. That stadium is the Valencia Stadium, the Mestalla as well, is an iconic stadium exactly. in Spain, and isn't it? I don't blame him for going. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm being offered a lot, of, a life-changing amount of money anyway. An extra twenty grand a week isn't going to make that much of a difference. I'd rather play in Valencia in the Champions League for a little bit less money, and I don't have to really move anywhere. Um, and so I understand it, and I respect that decision. Um, I. I would have respected him more if he'd have picked West Ham for more money, but that's the way it goes, isn't it, really? Um, so we, we can moan about the club taking too long over it, but really, when all's said and done, it's down to the player. He's picked Valencia. Good luck to him. I hope he doesn't ever score another goal. But at this stage, it's still not done, is it? It's still, it's still not done. No income paper yet, and you know what's like He might just rock up out of nowhere. Maybe that's where he is. He's in Stratford. <laughs> He's got lost in Westfield. <laughs> get loads of phone signal there. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to get lost in, Stra- in, in Westfield, so maybe that's where he is. Will you be upset if Gomez isn't the man you get? No. No, I just no. I just want, I don't couldn't care less what the name on the back of the shirt is. I just want someone who a will put the ball in the net, but more importantly, and you mentioned it earlier, James, about the goal scoring midfielders we've got. What's so important from a tactical point of view is that we have someone up front, i.e., not Hernandez, who teams and defenders and defensive midfield players in our opposition have to worry about because that's what opens up the space for these players isn't it I'm telling you Dimitri Payet and Manuel Lanzini in that last season at Upton Park would have been nothing if it wasn't for Sacco running the opposition defenders into the channels left right and centre giving them something to worry about knowing that actually we can't just forget about the centre forward and focus on Payet and Lanzini we've still got to worry about him because if Sacco gets the ball within anywhere near the 18 yard box he slots it in the bottom corner mm. and that is vital and and that's you know people say about Hernandez all the time that's, that's, that's the say, that's so the much Jurito could play next year no I, I completely disagree he's nowhere near mobile enough he wins no headers whatsoever he is a classic poacher striker and that is fine when he was playing in a Man United team or a Real Madrid team who have got 10 other outstanding players on the field. but the, And he's also playing up front with, alongside someone, and chances are being created time and time again. The, those players and our players that we've got, Anderson and Lanzini, yeah, Snodgrass to an extent, but Yarmolenko more so, they're going to flourish if they've, they've got more time and space in the middle of the pitch. And with someone up front who's running defenders around and winning headers and worrying them on all fronts, not just if the ball's pinging around in the six-yard box, that's going to be what really unlocks defences and gets the most out of our team. So how likely is it that West Ham don't sign any strikers at all? Oh, nine out of ten. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean... Before we came on air, a couple of hours before we came on air, it's been, it's been announced that or been revealed... As it were that we've 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 apparently come close to signing this Sebastian Haller at Frankfurt, who you know scored at least ten goals a season in his last five years. Um, seems to be pretty good. Again, similar situation to Gomez. No one really knows what he's all about unless you're a you're a German football expert and you know all about you know the German strike uh, sort of strikers in playing in the Bundesliga. You're not going to know much about him. Um, Apparently, we're going to buy him for 40 million quid and it's all going to be done and dusted in the next few days and it's all brilliant. So, even if that's not, if it's not him, uh, I still think we'll sign a striker because the way, the way things are going, Hugo's not gone to China with a squad, so he sounds like he's off. He's done, isn't um, he? He's not Chicharito's got his new squad number, says he's a new signing, so he's definitely staying. <laughs> um, so, but you can't go into a season just with one striker. Um 
I thought oh, maybe you could be looking at youth, but Zande Silva's not even gone to, to China as well, so that's another one. I know Antonio played a little bit up front last year and then we got a little bit excited because he scored a couple of goals. Not centre forward, uh, though. But he's not he? centre forward. I and mean, we've got to stop doing this. We've got to stop relying on players like Antonio to fill, fill, fill in the gaps. As Antonio's West Ham career can be summed up by him just filling in the gaps. Mm-hmm. He's performed everywhere, but we can't just, it's not fair on him. We can't expect him to do that all the time. Put him in his strongest position and he'll perform even better. Um, so we, I, I can't imagine this time next month we'll, we'll be sitting here moaning that we've not signed another striker. I think at least one, hopefully two, will come in because we've let Carroll go, we let Perez go. We need to fill those gaps. Um, we need to sort of replenish the squad or at least those positions. But as you said earlier, Will, if, you, you know, if we do bring in these uh, a couple more strikers, good strikers, good quality strikers, the rest of the squad is done. Yeah, it's fit, it's 100%. It, it's, it's ready. So they should be spending the next month just focusing on bringing in uh, a marquee striker. I think they need a marquee striker. And then and then a backup. Whether that's... I, I, I don't know. I don't really care who it is as long as it's someone that can, can play okay off the bench. Um, and then that's it, really. I think then we're ready. I think we're ready to really push on and, and achieve what we, I think we should be achieving, which is at least top 10. You know, Next year, I'm convinced... Is, top six is going to be broken we need to be one of those teams fighting for that top six because there's a lot of teams in that top six that are going to fall out of it next year because they're not ready you mentioned earlier didn't you about Leicester and like, Telemans signing for Leicester them Leicester signed Telemans Wolves look like they're going to get Diego Costa he's a player Martin Allen said it earlier he's a player we should be looking at looks like he's going to go to Wolves they're two teams that are going to be fighting for that top six next year. We need to be with them. Yeah. And the only way we're going to do that is we bring in a marquee striker, another backup striker. The rest of the squad's ready to go for me. Um, and we've got the manager. That 100%, most important and thing. Who's playing the right style of football. He had his bending in the season last year, had a couple of problems, he's ironed those out. Let's go. Let's let's go. But we've got a month to get that, that position sorted. West Ham have had quite bad luck when it comes to buying strikers, right? You've had some who've clicked, Terrible luck. clicked for a while, <laughs> then haven't. You've had some like Maiga who have flat out flopped. Well, 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 after his goal header at Tottenham away in the League Cup, I'll never have a bad word said about Madiba Maiga. Other than that, he was abysmal, I'll give you that. Sorry, but John. apart from that, you won't have a bad word <laughs> so to I, say I about him. I won't have a bad word said about him, but I'll say one more bad word about him. Yeah, the, the only <laughs> bad word you're allowed to say about Madiba Maiga is abysmal. But apart from that, you can't say any. Are you worried that even if you sign a Maxi Gomez, you spend 40-something on a big-name striker, it might not work out because that seems to be what happens at West Ham? I think there's a the stat I read earlier on, and forgive me, I think it's, we've signed 37 strikers. 198 since t- goals in some ludicrous amount of games, yeah. like over 900. But it was 37 strikers since 2010. That's nine years. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous, really, isn't it? And I do agree, but at the same time, if you look at that period of time, we have, we've had Sacco, who you know, again, attitude problems. But he, I, I honestly, I'm, I care less and less about the attitude stuff these days. I, if someone only wants to buy in for two years and see the club as a step up, happy days. If they can drag the club along with us, because that's what the players have done at Tottenham. You look at Bale, Modric. I'd I'd be more than happy. Ericsson even. I'd be more than happy if we it's had the way they do it though, right? I I do agree. I do agree. But I that matters less and less. I just want I want the my club to be in the best possible position in the league. And if obviously you want them to leave nicely and you want to be able to admire them after they've left. But I just 
sort of that Tottenham model, if you like. The reason Tottenham are where they are at the moment is built on the foundation of the money they earn from Bale and Modric, isn't it? Or you know, the Bale money. To be fair, they wasted. They wasted no, they, they did, but but they had the chance, didn't they? They had the chance to go out and do it rather than just stagnating and trying to go bargain basement all the time. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, that, that's that's one of the main things that's annoying about the Arnautovic deal because we should have got a lot more money than twenty two and a half million quid for him. Um, and that sort of money... How much pay- more, honestly, do you reckon? Well, I, you know, I, I genuinely believe that it could have been 30, 35. Mm. Um, he's good enough to, to go for that. He, he warranted that in terms of his form, particularly towards the end of the season when he decided, OK, I could go in the summer, I'll start playing football. Um, but you get 30, 35 million for him, or even the 40 we could have got in January. I understand why they didn't sell in January, because you, know, you can't buy anyone in January. But to to only get 22 and a half, that just pays for four now, so then we're back to square one again. I know I said a minute ago, you know, we've got, you know, we should have enough money to go out and spend 40 million quid flat out on a player, and I think I'm pretty sure we do. But I understand also that that's not how businesses work. You've got to balance the books somehow. Uh, financial fair play is a big problem as well. Um, but when, you know, when the pressure's on, you've just got to go, you've got to bite the bullet and go for it. Um, it annoys me that we we, we, we we seem to be a club that never gets the right fee for a player that we sell. Pay it only went for 20 million quid. How on earth did we only sell him for twenty million quid? Because he again, was a fifty million pound player when we sold him. We got twenty million quid. I, for don't, him. I don't think he was. I mean, if you factor his agent and all of that, he was a brilliant if you, player. If you look at it, he'd had, he'd, had, he'd had the best season of his career at West Ham in his first season that last year at Upton Park. He then smashed it for France in yeah, the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he had he had a, he had an up and down six months after that, up until the the, the following January. But he was still a forty fifty million pound player. He'd done enough. In that what eighteen months, so he'd done enough then to go to, for us to go. If you want him, then but, you pay the money for him. Instead, we've gone. Oh, he wants to go. Desperate to go. We'll take twenty million quid. No, but Same my, thing with Ryan Outovich. That that's technically we've lost out on fifty, sixty million pounds worth of transfer fees on players that have, have basically gone on strike or just forced their way out of the, out, out of the club. But that's how they both turned up us, isn't it? We've. It is especially well, pa- no, like they had form, didn't, didn't they? Didn't, but he didn't. had form for that. He, he came with they, that they tag. Had, they had to sell him because they were about to go out of business because they they were facing a fine for financial fair play. We only got him for ten million, um, but that was because they were financially in trouble. We 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 were in a position to go nah, nah, we're forty five million minimum or nothing, and instead we've sold him for twenty. Similar thing with Arnautovic. And this is the problem that West Ham have got is that we, we seem to be very very keen on negotiating transfers uh, to bring them down in price when we're trying to buy. When it comes to selling, we're not getting the right fees. We're not bringing in enough money for these players. Um, I reckon we could have got more for, for Perez this summer. Um, I reckon we could have got more for Edmilson Fernandes. I think that was about 7 million. I reckon we could have at least got 12 or 15 maybe for him. Um it, it, it's frustrating because you see the likes of Tottenham flogging Gareth Bale to, to Real Madrid for under a minute quid. Okay, he's a different calibre of player. But Daniel Levy's just gone, if you want him, you pay pay what we want for him. Oh. And we're going, we're going. okay, what are you prepared to pay? Five million. All right, we'll call it seven and it's a deal. Like, no. No, no, no. Like, let's do business properly. This is the market now. We're willing to pay £40 million on a striker. Don't sell your striker for 20 then. No, right, it's compl- business, probably. It, uh, so it is completely different. If Gareth Bale's kicking his toys out the pram, refusing to train and I all that sort of stuff. I don't think he was, though, was no, he? No, that's exactly my point. Saying if he was, Tottenham don't get the money they did for him. 
And West Ham... They still get 70 or 80 million quid from them. They're yeah. not selling them for 20. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Well, they might get 70 or 80. But, but that's yeah. exactly. It's still the same percentage reduction, perhaps, as Arnautovic's price went down with us. Pyre and Arnautovic both came to the club with that bad boy reputation, right? So... It, especially the Arnautovic one particularly it's like, I don't know why anyone is surprised at all like he came to us in a mercenary fashion and he left us in a mercenary fashion and if he wasn't like that and someone wanted to take him off of our hands when he was more than happy and he wasn't agitating for a move that's when they have to, the clubs pay the big bucks isn't it it's not just as simple as, as the club turning around and going nah we want 40 million for him because the clubs know, as do the, the club trying to buy the players know, as do the players themselves, that the manager doesn't want that bad egg. It's been blatantly clear from this Arnautovic situation that Pellegrini just, he was like, whatever, just go, 22 million, 20 million, whatever, just get out of my club. I don't want you here. And the value that you might lose financially, Pellegrini is obviously putting way more emphasis on the value of a club and a squad who are all pulling in the same direction which is the same reason Pyatt had to well we had to get rid of him as well because people don't want players like that around the club do they they want players pulling the right direction and players like that are worth less aren't they I definitely get it but I don't think that we can we can expect to to be on the same level as the way Tottenham operate until we start negotiating harder for players that we want to sell well, the first step in getting to the level that Tottenham operate on is getting a striker, possibly not quite like Harry Kane, but certainly who's going to bang him in on a consistent basis. Coming up, is Chikorito that man? This is Love Sport. What on earth is Quinoa? I love that premise. What on earth is Quinoa? Bizarre. What on earth is West Ham's attacking lineup looking like? At the moment, it's Chicharito Hernandez and Chicharito Hernandez only. Normally, when you get peas, you get a few. You've got one and he's little. Is he the man to lead it? No. Next. (laughs) (laughs) That's straightforward. You don't have faith in him. Will's really against this. um, And he's not not Hernandez's biggest fan. And I was just saying off air that at the beginning of the summer, I was convinced he was going to go um, and I was convinced Arnautovic was going to stay. We didn't really see that Arnautovic thing unfolding until it happened and then suddenly he's gone. Um, and, you know, we're, we're happy that he has now. But after Arnautovic went, I was a little bit worried. I was like, if Hernandez goes as well, because he has made it quite clear that he'd be quite happy to leave the club. Um, but if he did stay, he wouldn't mind. He was quite professional about it, which on that which could learn a few a few <laughs> things from but I was like if he goes as well then we need to buy three strikers in a month and that's that's a big worry because as we've just established in the last in the last section that you know we can't buy strikers um, we're rubbish at buying strikers <laughs> um, literally it's, it's it's proven we can't buy strikers to buy three in a month going into a season where we, we we should be looking to be challenging Leicester and Wolves for the top six um, or at least the top eight minimum like, that's a big worry for me so today's statement he's been given the number nine shirt he's come out and said just see me as a new signing you know this is this is my i wear this number for mexico um see me as a new signing and then it comes out that pellegrini said that you know he's been given an important role in the team that for me i can only <laughs> see i can only see will i can only see positives in this because it means that we only have to buy two strikers in a month <laughs> and that's that that takes the pressure off the club messing up three times you mess up two times in two strikes. At least you've got Hernandez still in the squad to to score, uh, you know, the odd goal inside the box. Uh, this, he is a proven goal scorer. 
I'm not saying he's the best goal scorer in the world. And I'm not saying he's the most mobile. I'm not saying he wins many headers. But he's a striker. <laughs> and we don't have any of those. Hugo, I was like, we're going to go into the season with Hugo. He's not even gone to China. So he's gone. We've got one striker. We can't just go, oh, okay, well, it's fine. We'll just buy four in a month. We need to just keep what we've got now, really. And even if we did try and sell him, we'd probably sell him for a million because <laughs> we're rubbish at selling players as well. <laughs> no, but, right, Pellegrini, I'm just imagining this conversation now, right? Pellegrini, you're saying now, he's, he's told him he's got a big role at the club. That's like me and you getting up, walking out the studio, and then the producer poking his head through the door and going... Johnny, you're the best broadcaster in this room. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's easy to say, isn't it? Like, imagine just going into Hernandez and going, oh, you, honestly, you're so important to me. If I was sitting there, I'm going, well, yeah, because if I'm gone, you're playing Declan Rice and, like you say, Jordan Hugo up front. Declan Rice up front. We should try that. I think it's a lot of it's a lot of empty words, I think. And I've had a, f- a few things on Twitter today. People saying, oh, you don't just become a bad striker overnight. I'm like, no, he's, he's done it over a long period of time. But do you think he... <laughs> He is a bad striker. I don't he's there, that bad. there were just, moments last year where he was great for you. Right, we we play a style at West Ham. We have done for a while now, where our our centre forward needs to be an all rounder. Whether it's whether like we need an Arnautovic who can go in the channels, who can hold the ball up on his own, who can win headers. We need a Sacco who was a similar sort of player. He could do a bit of everything. And we've seen when whether it's I'm not just going at Hernandez, but whether it's Hernandez or Carroll the either ends of the, the centre-forward spectrum. Those are both players who I believe play better football alongside someone else. And that's kind of the way football's going in. We're going to play one striker this season, aren't we? That's a fact. We're going to play one striker. Only because we've so. only got one. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to play moment. one up front. And for, for that to work and that style, as it did really well with Arnautovic and then Sacco looking back a little bit longer, for that style to work, you need an all-rounder. And... For you know whether you think he's a good finisher or not, Hernandez is not an all-round striker. He just doesn't work in that system and that side, and it's really making me upset. <laughs> don't, don't get upset. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, I think I do get what you're saying, um, and I, I'm I'm convinced that we're going to sign a marquee striker between now and, and the beginning of the season. And he is the second highest earner at the club. That's so important to remember as yeah, well. Yeah, I th- I th- yeah, you're right. Um, and Well, I mean, he might not be once this, this new guy comes in, uh, if, if he does come in. I don't know. I just think that you know, if you're going to have a backup striker in your ranks, like he showed last year, he scored, not, I think, eight or nine goals last year, and he was our second-choice striker, which is pretty good going for a second-choice striker that didn't really want to be there. Can um, I just can and I... he scored some very very important goals. That two against Huddersfield, we won four three. Without him, without those goals, and you say don't win headers. The winner was a header. <laughs> I know he didn't mean it, but the one it he was pun- a header. The one he punched in against Fulham. Yeah, the one he good. punched in against Fulham. I mean, he can use all parts of his body <laughs> to score goals. I just think like it's a good thing that we're keeping him. I think that's the main thing. I think you know we need strikers. We've got a striker that scored over fifty Premier League goals. He produced last year. Uh, when we needed him most. Okay, he's not the most consistent. Okay, he doesn't particularly fit our style of play. But off the bench, you know, he's a good player. To, he's a good option to have off the bench, no? Can, no, off the bench, perhaps, maybe. Can I just ask you one thing? Because I think it's quite clear how we both feel about Hernandez now. But you touched on it there, and I think that's quite key as well. You said, you know, he's made it clear that he doesn't really want to be there or he wouldn't mind staying. Is that really what we want in the club? Do we want players who don't mind think, being there? And I especially what Pellegrini's doing, he's trying to get away from that sort of thing, isn't he? The difference here, and uh, me and me and Frankie spoke about this in depth last last week after uh, Snodgrass had his contract announced, in that 
I think that there's wanting to leave, and then there's wanting to leave, and and by that I mean that you know you can want to leave, but then be professional enough to go, okay, I'm not going to leave, but I'm going to give my all for the shirt. Look, Martin Allen said it on the, on the phone earlier that if Zaha doesn't get his move to Arsenal this January, he's not going to down tools at Palace. He's going to try 110% for Palace until January at least, if not for the rest of the season until next summer. Hernandez is a player that will still give 110% for 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 the shirt. Uh, Snodgrass is is the ultimate professional, which we spoke about last week. Um, a player that most most footballers should be looking up to and going, I want to be like him as a professional because he looked like he was out the door. He probably couldn't wait to leave after all that stuff come out with Sullivan and and what um, his son had said about him, begging him not to sign him, um, and he tweeted about it. But he st- he came back and he stayed and he's got himself back in the team. He's now found favourite, got his contract extension. So players might want to leave, but. It doesn't mean to say that they're not going to perform and not play for the shirt. I think Hernandez is a professional that will, despite really wanting to leave the football club, like he, you know, he looked like it, you know, he looked like he wanted to leave last year. He still gave 110 percent for the shirt, and that's what we want. Unlike he must not be named. <laughs> this is definitely an agree to disagree. I must admit with Hernandez. I just, I, yeah. You'd be happy with him in the squad, though. You're you're relegating him to not 140 grand a week. Let's have it right. Who no. would you rather have coming off the bench? We're it's one all against Watford at home, right? And and we we need to win to go sixth, right? I'm, I'm really I'm really building this <laughs> oh, up. This is such already. a politician setup, isn't what, it? Watford at Watford are battling relegation, and you know we I can't believe it. Can't believe it. We're only drawing one all to Watford. Can't we? Sorry, Watford fans, if you are listening, why would you be listening to this if you're a Watford <laughs> fan? But it doesn't matter. Um, and then you got a choice. You got Hernandez coming off the bench. Last fifteen minutes, or you got Jordan Hugo come off the bench. Last fifteen minutes, who would you rather? No, but that We're doesn't all... have to no, be the choice. Does it? <laughs> Currently, it is the choice because they're the only two strikers at the football club. Well, that, no, because if if that's the choice, then if it's Hernandez coming off the bench, that means Hugo started. So <laughs> I don't true. want that. No, I, I yeah, I think the Hernandez thing has, has been done. I just think you him giving one hundred and ten percent. He's he's the second highest earner at the club. He's not even in the top seven contributors I don't think I think there's easy seven or eight players that are better than Hernandez and contribute more to the team at the club yet he's still the second earner I, I think regardless alright the whole striker situation makes it a little bit more difficult now i.e. that we've got none but before that I wanted I honestly wanted him to be the first one out the door at the end of last season but hey hey well for staying. N- staying well for now he's your only striker to such an extent that with the squad's announcement for the trip to China, the club put Yarmolenko, Antonio and Anderson in the forward section just to make it look like you actually have some. Coming up, it's not just Arnautovic who's off to China. This is Love. The West Ham fan show on Love Sport Radio. And earlier in the show, Will Pugh said, listen, I won't hear a bad word against Madibo Maiga. It turns out that he will not only hear but say some really, really bad words about Chikorito Hernandez, which luckily he waited until the microphones were down before revealing to us. But safe to say, he's not particularly welcome at West Ham as far as Will Pugh is concerned. <laughs> and West Ham are off to China. It's a pre season tour are you looking forward to this are you going to be following them out there well, i'm quite glad that we can watch it on sky which is nice we can watch it on tv and and watch a friendly which i don't really care about pre-season if i'm honest because it means nothing i hate it when players we will lose a pre-season game 
and then the fans will go, "Oh, are we going to get relegated?" Oh, this is, it'd be like it'd be like the first pre-season. We got one on. We got one tomorrow, haven't we? Against Altac or yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, which we'll probably lose one nil. Um, someone will get someone will get a season-ending injury as well. Yeah, we, we, and we, we won't score. We haven't got any strikers. Um, and <laughs> but apart from that, but, an but, great. But fans will go, "Oh no! Oh, we're going to go down. This is a disgrace. Can't believe it." It's like they've only been back five minutes and you're moaning like we're like. How can you lose to a fourth division German team? It's like, well, lost to Astra Gira, good. Well, yeah, I mean, and they were the Romanian champions, and you threw your toys out of the pram then. So, I, I, I don't read much into pre-season. It's quite nice that we're going to this Asia Trophy, and you know, it's going to be on TV, and fans can watch it. Um, I did see fans. There was an article on a, on a West Ham blog moaning about the cost of going to China to watch it, and it was like, don't go then. <laughs> like, literally, don't go. Oh, it's going to cost two thousand pounds to go watch West Ham pre-season. Don't spend the money, then, mate. Like it's not, it shouldn't be an issue. It's pre-season. It's not for fans. It's for the players to get fit and ready for the new season. Embed, embed the the new the new signings into it. It's great to be able to watch uh, watch us play uh, Newcastle. Uh, was and it Man City? We got Newcastle, we? Man City, and is it someone else? Can tell you the first Leicester, one. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just a pointless money-making competition. But it's good that we're involved because normally we don't get invited onto these little things, do we? No, definitely. So, fine, brilliant, great. We'll get battered by a City about 9-0 because they love scoring loads of goals against us. Or we'll and then, get a result against me yeah, friendly. It'll be, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll lose on the first day of the season because that's what West Ham do, isn't it? I do think, though, on a, on a serious point about this, the, the China trip, I, exactly what you said there about us not normally getting invited on these sort of things. I think it's quite like low key encouraging. Again, just a bit of a signal about the direction the club's going. Because in seasons past, you'd sort of turn your nose up when Man United and Liverpool and Manchester City and Chelsea and Tottenham are playing in America or in China. You think, oh, what are they flying all the way around the world for? But it's kind of like it's what big clubs do, isn't it? And the fact that we are doing something like that rather than the classic Austria or Switzerland which well, tends to be they're, out they're I think we've got a couple of villas the out there yeah, yeah. no, no that's what I'm saying sorry that's, rather than that being the sole yeah, trip and yeah. then you come and have a game against Southend Gillingham and someone else that's round the corner who fancies a kickabout on a, yeah, on a Tuesday yeah. night I, I, I actually think it's quite a Quite a, sort of a, just another low key sign about the direction the club's going and and the sort of thing that Pellegrini and those in and the powers that be, if you will, they're pushing us in the right direction. Yeah, mate. I, I was thinking about it. I mean, it, there's a couple of reasons probably why we're going to China. I mean, one of them is probably Pellegrini still got a lot of belongings back there from when he was manager. <laughs> Try um, to drop Arnie off. Just talk Carney back around. Pop, Please pop, take me back. He's got he's got to pop back and just pick up a few few boxes that he left at his <laughs> old his old gaff. And then it's just to drop one out of its off because they might as well stick him on the plane. That's three birds, one stone, isn't it? Yeah, this trip? I mean, yeah. and get a bit of fitness in, you know, a few drills in the training pitch, get battered by City. Um, so it's it's good, and I think I love I love that they've got the whole uh, the now we can actually use the stadium before a uh, week before the the season starts. We've got the the the, the curtain raiser home friendly before the yeah. season starts with Atletico Bilbao. The Betway Cup, um, isn't the it? Betway yeah. Cup. Because the last couple of years not been able to use the stadium because it's been used for for other stuff, so it's good that we've been able to do that this year. Because I, I used to love those; um, they always go to penalties, and we always win <laughs> weirdly. Um, and it'd be good because, and I can guarantee the last time we did that was Juventus on the, the big curtain raiser, wasn't it? And then we ended up signing the the match winner, Simone Zaza. So um, have a look at who Bill Bow's strikers are. Yeah. They've got Naki Williams, haven't they? So maybe we could sign him. Hopefully, he scores the winner. Not really central enough for you. That's all right. 
We'll fit him in. We're playing, Anto- <laughs> yeah. we're playing Antonio anyway, so just just buy Naki Williams. Like, hopefully he scores against us. We are the Betway Cup holders as well, aren't we? <sighs> yeah. Giants are no, huge. Giants are the Betway I mean, it's not a fix, is it? <laughs> but no, but only West Ham as well could uh, create a tournament like that and then not win it for like four years running this well. Yeah, no, true. Arsenal do it. Arsenal do it on a consistent basis with the Emirates Cup, which is e- <laughs> equally, equally yeah. prestigious. It's because they keep inviting bigger clubs than Arsenal. So yeah, which is just never beat them. Pretty much anyone at the moment. <laughs> The West Ham squad, apart from the strikers, which obviously have dominated the show, looks amazing. You've got Yarmolenko coming back, who will be, as the old cliche goes, like a new signing. If you can bring in one or two centre-forwards, how good are you looking? Outstanding, honestly. I, and that that is the one thing that was sort of... This show, if this show had fallen and we'd signed a striker, it had been completely different. And that's what I was saying to James off-air, and I've been, for some inexplicable reason I'm just extremely frustrated this week mainly because I'm listening to a man whose opinion I respect and I consider a friend of mine telling me that Javier Hernandez is really good at football (laughs) (laughs) but no I I think we're in a fantastic position and I think that is what's frustrating me the most at the moment it's because we're so close we're so close to I I wasn't exaggerating earlier on I think this this could be if we tie a couple of decent strikers the best squad we've had in is is decades rather than a couple of seasons and I think that's what's frustrating it feels a little bit like the transfer version of the last season at Upton Park when we were three or four games left in the season and there was a chance we could still get Champions League and then we went and lost a 4-0 at home to Swansea beat Man United and then lost to Stoke on the last game of the season this feels like the transfer window version of that and I'm just desperate for us not to pull the defeat to Swansea i.e. not buying a single striker so we're so close well we are so close and if that striker can come in things are going to be looking very very good ahead of next season join us next week on the West Ham Fan Show when hopefully Will Pugh will have calmed down a bit and there'll be a striker other than Chikorito in Stratford join us then Love Sport Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.